Consciousness and Understanding Channelings from Clyde Trepanier Volume 3 Continued Sessions from June 1961 Friday, June 16, 1961 Be at peace, my friends. It is my pleasure to meet your new friends tonight. Although I have been among you a number of times, you have not been aware of my presence. I am a member of a group that is working within your city, and I have been in your city for ten years. My home base is Venus. I and my colleagues are very much interested in the movement of understanding in your city, and I should like to tell you how we feel about this sort of thing and what we feel the purpose of such an organization should be. The name in itself implies what it should do. Upon your planet today and in the past generations, there has been very little understanding among its peoples. Therefore, if your peoples are to reach a state of peace, of higher evolvement, a state of understanding, then understanding must begin with its peoples. A great amount of blame of the troubles in your world is placed upon its governments, but this, my friends, is only partially true. The understanding is also lacking among your peoples. If your organization is to succeed, as we should like to see it, then it will be necessary for you to promote understanding through the efforts of each of you as individuals in your everyday movement through life. For, unless you demonstrate understanding, Few people are going to recognize your organization as being what it implies itself to be. In your city, there are many small groups of people, groups that most of you here are not aware of, attempting to grow spiritually, to have a higher understanding of spiritual things. But so often these people are not allowing themselves to express as man was intended to express. Man cannot receive understanding unless he experiences. He needs to experience it. Unless he associates with his fellow man and uses the truths, the understanding that he receives in meditation and in studies of spiritual understanding, he will not really know, spiritually. He will not really come into an understanding of himself and his fellow man. For it is necessary to be in contact with your fellow man if you are to understand him. And through this contact, demonstrate what you have learned in your search for higher understanding. Man can receive only so much then he must give. For throughout the universe there is the law, and if man is to grow, he must cooperate with the law, and the law says that man, to receive, must give. And to give he must be in balance. 
everything in creation, in order to function properly, must be in balance, and man is no exception. It is necessary that man maintain balance in all things. You cannot give what you do not have, but give freely that which you have in order that the law might return to you that which is yours. It is well for people to meet together in small groups to meditate, to search, to receive, but also to realize they have a responsibility to all the people of your planet. Realize your responsibility and attempt to the best of your ability to fulfill it. Attempt to see the needs and do your small part to fulfill them. Realize that you are only one and that you have in this great sea of life only a minute part to fulfill. But that minute part must be fulfilled well by each and every one of you if you are to realize the goals that are set before you. I know that all of you are sincerely interested in doing your part in raising your own consciousness to a higher level to be continually climbing into the higher consciousness, and this is as it should be. But the time has come when it is going to be necessary for strength to be increased in certain areas, and this, my friends, is when the calling together shall come, and the time is here when those who have sought the light, who are willing to drop ego, personalities, differences of all kinds and come together attempting to be of one mind, bringing together their powers, their energies, and in some way determined by yourselves to bring about a better understanding among your peoples and to promote an understanding that will reach out beyond your present circle. There are many projects that could be performed by groups of this type that could be very effective in bringing about better understanding among Earth people. These things can be far-reaching, and if planet Earth is to realize its salvation, its people must be able to come together on common ground. There are many groups of people across the face of your planet today who are doing many things in their attempt to bring about a deeper understanding of its people. Understand, I am not saying that this is the ultimate for Earth people, for this is only a starting point. But until there are grounds for common understanding of Earth people in their present consciousness, there can be no peace. An atmosphere of love can only be built from understanding. We have watched many of your peoples in their attempt to search for higher spiritual understanding. They come together, form a group or an organization, and through personalities, misunderstanding, they fall by the wayside. This is partially due to a race consciousness that has been built by Earth people, a consciousness of self. Now is the time to lay aside the self, to forget it completely, for there are greater things portending. 
your planet is rapidly approaching a crisis. The consciousness of the masses does not change rapidly. When I say the time is short, I mean just that. Now you may think in terms of months, but realizing how slowly, how very, very slowly the consciousness of the masses of Earth-man has changed, and when you consider the change that must occur in less than 40 years of your time, well, my friends, does it look possible? But this is what must happen, and each of you sitting here tonight can help it happen by going out and attempting in every way you can to do everything you can in your daily life as you meet and contact your fellow man, to promote an atmosphere of understanding. Man, regardless of who he is, only does the things that he does because of his understanding. And we, as individuals, can do very little to help other individuals unless we have some understanding of both he and ourselves. There is power in numbers. While spiritual understanding and self-development is an individual matter, each must grow and develop according to his pattern, to his efforts, but in attempting to do something for the masses, there is power in numbers, and any project that you undertake to promote understanding upon your planet its effect will be definitely relative to the number of individuals who are working in and backing this project. I hope, my friends, that I have brought to you the realization of what our feeling is on projects such as you have been working with. From our vantage point, we perhaps see the need and the lack of understanding among your people much more than it is realized by those who are a part of it. We are doing everything that we can to help to bring about as rapidly as possible in order that the latter days of your transition may be shortened. But we alone cannot accomplish this. There must be a great deal of cooperation of Earth people, and therein lies the solution to Earth's problem. Questioner. Would it be possible for you to work with us more closely? Give us more definite instruction? A blueprint? Source. A blueprint would, perhaps from your viewpoint, simplify matters greatly. But were we to do such a thing, we would be violating universal law. And in the second place, you would not follow such a blueprint. When the time comes that there are groups that have developed to the consciousness of love and understanding, of oneness, of solid unity, there will be individuals not of your people who will work with you and help you in developing yourselves and certain systems of various kinds in your civilization, such as educational methods, scientific development, etc. The time for this is not yet. We have made such attempt in the past. We have found that Earth people have not been ready for this sort of thing. There has always been personalities who could not control themselves. 
we are not gods. We do not like people to worship us, and earth people have not yet outgrown these things. We have found in every case, once we have become known, our work has been hampered. We have tried this within your city, but we found it necessary to withdraw some of our people because their work had become hampered, retarded, because earth people could not contain themselves. It is true, there are a very few we have found that we have been able to reveal ourselves to, for certain necessary reasons, who have been able to work with us in small degrees and still maintain the secrecy that was necessary. However, as time passes and some of your people become more understanding of our position, we will be able to do more for you in personal ways. And now, I feel that I must vacate this instrument. It has been my pleasure to be with you, and perhaps I shall see you around. Go in peace, my friends. Peace. Tuesday, June 20th, 1961. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxel. I am sorry for our delay, for we have had some difficulty in bringing our instruments into proper tune with the receiving instrument before you. It is good to see your groups of individuals gathering together in a common cause, and we are happy to note that you are showing progress both in your increase in numbers and in your increase of devotion to your cause. We of the Otavana are here primarily to watch over individuals of Earth, to keep records of the progress of its peoples, to note all individuals who have made the choice to seek and to serve. We have records of each of you. I am sure from the records that we have, if you were to see them, to read them, you would find that our records reveal more than you have in your own conscious mind. In fact, it might be quite an experience to see how much you do not know about yourself. But be that as it may, the time is when those who have been attempting to serve and to raise their consciousness, who have made their choice, it is time for them to come forth and to band together, to come out from among the masses to stand forth. Long enough has it been that those having advanced into a knowledge, or perhaps I should say, a degree of the knowledge of the inner life, it is time they be brought together, that they might know each other and band together their powers at times, using them to bolster the consciousness of Earth mankind. I perceive in the minds of many of you, both here and elsewhere, the feeling of lack to be able to do this. Discard this feeling, cast it aside and use that which you have, that it might become stronger. For unless you use that which you have, it only becomes weaker. When a member of your physical structure becomes idle for a period of time, 
it withers and becomes useless. So does your true spiritual growth only come by effort, and one of the exercises is to use it in behalf of others. Again, the calling together has begun. This has happened in the past. Many of those who have started down the path of the everlasting light have fallen by the wayside, have not had the courage to follow through, or they have fallen from lack of wisdom. Man, in his search for truth, must also maintain balance and use wisdom. He must be on guard at all times, must keep his purpose high, keep ever before him the ideals that will carry him to ever higher realizations. And only through the use of wisdom and discernment will you do this. Many have fallen from the lack of these things. The calling together will mean many things. It will mean that great care will need to be taken by each individual to thwart his self-consciousness to keep before himself the realization that in coming together, man must create a consciousness of oneness. He must cast out self. He must attempt to create an atmosphere of love and bring about an understanding between the individual consciousness. You shall find the opportunity presenting itself in the very near future to band together the forces of light. So. Bolster your courage. Prepare to stand out. To come forth from among the masses. No longer are you the masses, but you are strong individuals endowed with the greatest power in creation, man himself. The forces of light upon planet Earth will come into this consciousness. Great things can be done for your peoples. For every ounce of power that is put forth upon your planet by its peoples, a pound will be added from other sources. Now, my friends, I must leave. May the great realization of truth rise high within your hearts now. I leave by extending to you the love, the light, and the understanding of my people. I am Oxel. Friday, June 23rd, 1961. Greetings. I greet you, beloved friends, in the love and light of the infinite creator. I am Hatan. With your permission, I should like to speak for a few moments tonight upon the importance, some of the techniques, and some of the preparation for meditation. My friends, there is nothing more important in the life of man, both in the physical, chemical life in which you live now, or upon any other plane of existence, than meditation. Meditation is man's time to withdraw from the normal functions of whatever plane of life he may be in at the time, and to attune himself with the cosmos. To use the energies, to gain wisdom and understanding, to take in, so to speak, that he might come out, go forth, and give in service to his fellow man. 
In the first place, it is necessary to discipline oneself to some extent, and set aside a certain time each day for this practice, and you will never become proficient at the art of meditation unless you practice consistently. It is not enough to practice this art once a week, or once a month, or even every few days, but this should become a daily ritual. For unless you do this, your progress shall be slow in mastering the art. Once you have become proficient in the art, you can spend much less time for you reach the state of contact with the infinite mind much more quickly. As man starts to practice the art of meditation, he should also attempt, or perhaps I should say, that he should immediately begin to bring his own life into order. For unless you bring your own house into order, you will find great difficulty in mastering this art. For to withdraw from that which is uppermost in your intellect, your mind, you will find that it is necessary to have there the higher thoughts. For it is much easier to drift away from thoughts of love, peace, and joy into the silence than it is to release thoughts of anxiety and fear. Thus, as man brings his house to order, he finds he is more quickly able to quiet himself and to drift into the silence, immerse himself in the light of creation, and merge with the one great mind. In the early stages of going into the silence, you will find it helpful if you will concentrate upon something. Many techniques are used. Your yogis concentrate upon what they call the third eye. Others concentrate upon a light of one type or color. This is not of great importance, but only an aid in helping you to release yourself and draw yourself away from the racing conscious mind. But on the other hand, do not attempt to force the thoughts of your conscious mind to cease, for in doing this, you only build a tension. Relaxation and letting go of all conscious or perhaps intellectual things would be a better term. And as these things are released, you find your inner consciousness taking on an awareness, an awareness of many things, an awareness of your physical body as you have never been aware of it before. You become conscious in certain stages of every cell of the physical body, and each cell seems to take on an awareness of its own. In other words, you become aware from head to foot, yet it is not an awareness as you know it through the intellectual mind. As you move forward in this practice, becoming ever more conscious of the inner things, you find you are becoming conscious of the universal mind. You are tuning in with intelligence and wisdom, and knowledge begins to flow to you in ever-increasing amounts. It is possible, my friends, through this technique of meditation, to attune yourself to anything or any being. There are those who, through long periods of devotion, are able to attune themselves and communicate with plant life, 
with animal life, or most anything you could name. For consciousness, beloved friends, is everywhere, and you are attuning yourself to the consciousness. As you meditate, keep the spine straight and erect, for the energies that flow through to you will flow more freely. The spine in the physical structure is the center of your being, and all the cosmic energies that come to you must flow through these centers. By keeping it straight and erect, you allow for free flow of energy to your being, and the results shall be greater. Many have the difficulty of wanting to sleep in meditation. Perhaps not wanting to sleep, but they find that the physical gives way, or the mental, rather, gives way to the physical, and you find yourself going into slumber. But this can be avoided by using the concentration method and by keeping yourself in good posture for meditation. For only through good posture can the cosmic energies reach you in proper proportions. My friends, I must leave you now. May each of you, through your efforts in the search for truth, reach great heights in your climb for understanding. And may each of you soon master the art of meditation so that you might reach the point of rapidly attuning yourself with the infinite mind whenever you desire. Adonai, my friends. Adonai Basu Boragas. I am Hatan. Monday, June 26, 1961. May peace rest in your hearts, beloved ones. I have been aware, as I sat here during your meditation, that there was some difficulty in entering the silence. In other words, stilling the conscious. I should like to make a suggestion here that might be of some benefit to you. If you find you are having some difficulty in stilling the conscious mind, bringing yourself into the silence, oft times one can help greatly in stilling the conscious through the method of concentration. The method used by your yogis or those who practice what is known as the yogi science is good and this is to concentrate upon what you call the third eye. However, there are many other things that you can concentrate on, such as some particular color of light, or attempting to visualize a certain scene, or anything that will tend to bring quietness, peace, and well-being. That is not to say you are to attempt to hold down the conscious mind by force, but by merely diverting the attention to something, you will find yourself rapidly drifting away from the conscious and into the stillness of your inner being. I hope that this suggestion may be helpful to you. My friends, you gather in the name of truth. Each of you here, as are many across the face of your planet, is searching, searching, searching for truth. I am sure that each of you in your search has been rewarded, but also 
each of you realize how much farther there is to go in this search. Yet I say to you, you are receiving truth more rapidly today than you have received it ever before in this lifetime. Have you considered what you shall do with the truth you have received? Are you going to take this truth and use it to the fullest extent possible? Or shall you, as have many, allow it to lie dormant until it decays and withers away? We have seen this happen so much among earth people. Consider this point, my friends, and do not let it happen to you. Truth can do great things for you if you will but allow it. But if truth is held within your being, lying dormant, soon it shall decay and return from whence it came, and you shall find you are right back to the starting point. So often earth people, when they are put to the test of standing for truth, find that they have not the courage or the fortitude to stand out as individuals, but rather they withdraw within and allow the truth to decay. Beloved friends, times are changing ever more rapidly. Truth is coming into the foreground. It is standing out more and more where it must be recognized. Yet so many, many of your people find that they do not desire change. They fear the truth. They find they have an urge within their souls to find truth, yet their fear is allowed to overcome their desire. And they draw back and say, No, I must not venture forth into new fields of understanding. It may damage my prestige. It may put me in a spot that I should not like to be in. Yet I should like to know these things. And so, my friends, they find they are torn between two forces. A force of fear on one hand, and a force of desire on the other. And sooner or later, this brings confusion, unrest, yes, and sometimes even mental disorder. Therefore, man must choose his path. Either he has to follow the path of truth and do it wisely and diligently and reach a state of understanding, a state of peace and well-being. Or he will choose the path of fear, confusion, and fall into the pit of unrest and flounder until finally he again emerges into the light and again realizes his point of decision. For all men, all mankind, must make the choice and then follow the path he has chosen. Beloved children, rise up. Grasp your rightful place. Hold your heads high and know that your path is the path of truth and that you shall stand upon it with honor determination, and joy. Know that your Creator has endowed you with the greatest powers in the universe and that you are determined that you will master these powers and become full master of your destiny. Do you think, my friends, do you think for one moment you are not capable of this? 
Do not let such a thought enter your minds, but rather have the knowing, the full knowing, that you are endowed with the full powers of your Creator, and that you are determined you shall master them. So step forth in truth and light for your protection, and become the master that you are. My peace I leave with you, beloved. Friday, June 30th, 1961. Good evening to you, my friends. Once more, it is my pleasure to come among you. I should like to extend a special greeting to our new friends here tonight, whom I have not met before. I have listened to your conversation here tonight, or your discussion, and found it very interesting. There are many things that perhaps are not clear to you, but as you move forward in your search for truth and understanding, I think that you shall find these things becoming more clear to you. You shall find answers to many questions which now are somewhat baffling to you. My friends, you are definitely, as a planet, as a solar system, moving into a new era and many things shall take place during this transition that will change your whole solar system, so to speak. I will only touch briefly upon this, for I know this information is available in some of your writings, and you can read it for yourself. But, in the latter days of your transition, the solar system shall undergo a complete change, in that another sun is moving into your system which shall put into action new forces, new energies that will cause practically all of your planets and stars in your system to shift positions. And you will have what is known as a binary sun system. In other words, your system shall have two suns. So you can see, my friends, that the sun emanating the energies that it does setting up certain force fields that, in bringing two suns into the system, everything will change. For the positive and negative forces that are holding the planets in position shall be changed. Therefore, certain forces being brought into action will cause a shift in the planets, and they will take new positions around the sun. The present sun will also move farther out if you can refer to distances in space farther out or in or up or down. I suppose we have to have some point of reference, do we not? Therefore, we have to use terminologies to express these things. But in short, my friends, this is what is going to happen. Another sun is moving in at this time towards this system, and in due time it shall be seen by your astronomers. However, I believe that some of them are already aware of this event, or of the new sun, but it is not talked about, for they know very little about what is going to take place, although some of them suspect that this is a sun. So much for that. We find as we observe events that are developing today upon this planet, that among certain people, or shall I say, a majority of the people of the planet, 
there is a definite upswing in spiritual growth. The number of people has increased greatly in about the last two years. This is to say that there is dawning in the consciousness of these people the desire or urge to seek a higher or better understanding of man himself. Man, in ever-increasing numbers, is beginning to wonder about himself. Certain truths are beginning to awaken within him. He is beginning to realize that man is a greater being than he realizes, and that he must know more about himself. There is a great need for spiritual growth in earth man. Therefore, somehow the desire must be sparked in man. For man to accomplish anything must first have the desire. There are many who are working among your peoples. Those who have voluntarily volunteered to incarnate into your civilization. There are those who have conditioned themselves or perhaps I should say, they have conditioned their physical structure, their bodies, in order to come upon your planet. And there are those who are working in the unseen area, those whom you refer to as etheric beings. All of these people are combining their forces in attempting to spark this desire in the minds of Earth people. And I must say, they are meeting with a great deal of success. We also realize that many of you are doing your part in helping those who have had this desire sparked within their hearts and are now seeking to find avenues of truth. And we would like to thank you and encourage you in doing all that you can to help these people. But as you do attempt to help these people, Try to develop an inner guidance that will lead you in wisdom and will help you to give to these people that which they need at the proper time, for this is most important. You cannot change the consciousness of an individual too rapidly, for if you do, you only bring confusion, and we do not want to confuse people if we can help it. You see, my friends, there are many concepts that have been instilled so deeply into the consciousness of some of these people that it takes a great deal of time for them to weed out the old and replace it with the new. I think, perhaps, that most of the people of Earth are going to have to make some great changes in their concepts and in their consciousness. For many things have been taught by your religious administrations that are going to have to be changed. In other words, many untruths have been taught, and it is going to be quite difficult for some of your peoples to change these concepts. Many will not be able to do this. You are going to see some very strange things happen to some of your peoples in the coming times. In fact, some of this is taking place at this time. Your mental institutions are overflowing and I am afraid they are going to become even more crowded. So in your bringing of truth to other people, try to emphasize the importance of open-mindedness and of not becoming dogmatic and of not allowing concepts that do not agree with theirs to upset them too much, for they do not have to accept, but it is wise to consider. 
Now, my friends, I think I have expounded long enough. I do not wish to bore you. But before I leave, I should like to thank you for accepting me into your midst, and I should like to extend my gratitude to the good doctor here for accepting me into his household. And I should like to extend to all of you my deepest love and blessings, and may each of you go forth in your search for truth with humility and joy. I am Yom. <laughs>